House of Hades, Chapter 37, Annabeth. Losing her sight had been bad enough. Being isolated from Percy had been horrible. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, did we not come? <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, Ava, Neve, how are we doing this week? Tired, I'm so tired. I'm alright I um we have a break this weekend so that's a sleigh I'm very excited for that it's coming up we're going to Trader Joe's tomorrow yeah big deal there are no Trader Joe's near us a full hour away fullest hour away so tragic so big day big day for Joe's the <laughs> biggest day for Joe's everywhere. <laughs> How are you, Brayden? Um, I'm alright. I'm also excited for break. Yeah. Because break, and I need one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, doing alright. Doing, doing alright. Um, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Um, This week, we'll be discussing the House of Hades chapters 37 through 40, finally halfway through this book. Oh, my God. Um, Which is kind of fine because I'm kind of loving this book. It is very good. I mean, I'll talk about it in a second. All right. (laughs) Um, Through the theme of curse. So, with that, the honor... Is Neves. He's going to throw it at me when I least expect it. And you are going to have to do the summary this week. Yes. And that summary will go. Okay. Okay. So um, so they're walking and Bob's like, good giant can heal Percy. And Annabeth's like, are you sure about that? And then they are in a swamp. Um, and then they go to good giant little hut. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Um, it's something with a D though. And he's a healer. And he is really nice, even though Annabeth's kind of, like, confrontational, which was an interesting approach to take to the situation. He, like, heals Percy, and that's a sleigh. Um, and then they talk about fate and finding another fate and trying to change your fate, um, and then the, everyone catches up with them, and they got to bounce, and Annabeth gets a new sword. Two. Oh, wow. One. Done. Good for me. I mean, I didn't get into the specifics of, like, who did... But Whatever. If you had the dance to change your fate, would oh ya? God. Oh my god. It, sorry. It just it just was it's there. Perfect. It was there and I grabbed it. <laughs> um anything that she left out? I don't think so. They were just like walking and there was the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Fight dragon. Yeah, fight they, dragon. Fight dragon. Um yeah, it wasn't super complex. Um, actually, there were some complex themes, but there's not co- there was nothing like complex. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing current. really. Yeah, there's no action, but it was definitely like a heavy or a dense chapter set in terms of like the main themes of this book. He does put tree through dragon mouth. 
I feel like, I don't know why I felt like that detail was important. (laughs) Vital. But it does happen. True. Um, What songs did we bring this week? My song is Scott Street by Phoebe Bridgers. Because that song has just been something that's been like kind of playing in the back of my mind recently. Um, It just feels so like... It's not homey, but it's just so, like, reminiscent of good, simple time, in my opinion. Just, like, in the, oh, just in the vibe of it all. Um, Specifically, the part that is always on TikTok when people use that song on TikTok. Um, Just the, like, ooh, part is so, like, and because this chat, these chapters are, like, Percy and Annabeth getting a, a sense of, Homey. It's not hominess, but like comfort. Yeah, she did the- for the first time in God, like four books. <laughs> it's just I felt like it was a good song for this, like this sort of com- break in the books, like action, and they finally get get some rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of similarly, my song is "If I Just Ask Politely" by Bears and Trees. Um. Like, because it's about, like, would the world slow down if I just ask politely is, like, kind of the theme of the song. And, uh, like, if I just ask politely, would the world wait for me? And, like, just thinking about, like, how this is their one moment of solitude that they have. Like, like you were saying, like, chapter 39 or 39 or 40 just starts with cozy. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um... And so I wanted to lean into that feeling. Yeah. Mine was um, High Water by Bishop Briggs. Uh, because I love Bishop Briggs. And also, um, I don't think necessarily all the themes of the song apply. Like, it's like, now I'm in high water without you. Like, she's very much capable of functioning without him. But it's very much the idea that, like... I don't know. She was just talking about so much about how he is a part of her um, and how she's literally just having the worst time ever (laughs) now that he is kind of dying. And it just probably felt like it applied and also just, like, the way it is... Like, the production just felt like this chapter to me, or these chapters. Word. (laughs) All right. What were our favorite moments? I loved the fight between the dragon and Big Johnny. I thought it was just very entertaining, and it provided so much needed relief. Do we know how to pronounce his name? Um, oh no. Um, I think let's say it's um um da damazin damazin da da damazin. It's not Damison. Damson. Damison. It feels like it's how to pronounce Damson in Greek. I truly listened to the audiobook, I'm going to be honest, so I really don't know. I've also never heard of this guy. I true. I ain't never heard of this guy. Yeah. I feel like. I just, give me a, <gasps> give me a phonetic, give me some IPA. <laughs> 
Give me some international phonetic language. Alphabet. Oops. <laughs> Duh. Ah. Ma. Ah. S. In. Damascene. Sure. No. No. Oh, Damascene. That's how, that's how it's, that's... No. Oh, oh no, okay, wait. Yeah. <laughs> he says no. Because it's just, it's just not. Damasin. That, that, this feels like too many... Let me, we're going to listen. Damasin. 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 Okay. We just say that with the accent every time. Damasin. That just sounds like you're like from the Bronx. <laughs> it sounds like a New York accent now. A little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I thought I I just love the part where Annabeth like is like, and then I told him our story. Yeah. And I was like, ah, yes, you did. It's nice. No, it was so sweet. It was. It was very endearing. Neve. What? Do you have a favorite part? Oh, I thought it was like so dark. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting that. It's tough because my favorite parts is like something that I feel like we should save for the theme discussion, but just like what Annabeth's whole conversation with Domison is so interesting to me. And it's interesting to me that we've gotten halfway through the book and like I just can kind of sense this is going to be a major theme of the book, but we've, we haven't, like, really encountered it, like, outright like this until right now. Like, the idea of, like, not accepting the fate that you have and trying to, like, just find, like, not even directly changing fate, but finding another one. Yeah, and it's in that, like, lack of hope. Yeah. What like I think they literally say Damason literally says it in these chapters is like I don't have any hope anymore like yeah. I've been here yeah. too long I it says a lot about like systems of oppression and operating under them um, it felt like we've talked about how Tartarus is a carceral allegory oh absolutely this, a couple times in this book. And that feels really reiterated here, where we see basically Damazin's, uh story is like someone who is basically wrongly imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, and I've just kind of ex- been here long enough that I've accepted that this is what my life is going to be. And I just I think that's such interesting commentary on both wrongful imprisonment and like. Uh, imprisonment as a justice system in that like how productive is it I mean we see actively be not productive for the other monsters mm-hmm. like they act it actively like f- fuels and encourages um I don't know like call it criminal behavior feels wrong but like there's no chance to learn Right. From your behavior, there's no chance to grow or change. You're just thrust in this cycle of violence. 
Um, or if you're unwilling to, like, I mean, even Damason is, is stuck in a cycle of violence. He has to, he killed this dragon once to save people. And now he has, that's the only thing he can do for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can't see the sun. It's so sad. God. Oh. And I be feeling that it's, it's rained for what, the past six days. <laughs> and I've been wanting to pass out the entire time. It's quite awful. Yeah. I could not imagine. Mm-mm. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll come back to Thok. Thok? Oh, no. <laughs> to, ta- to talk... <laughs> ab- to take a full silent rest after that one. To talk about the theme of curse. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. <laughs> the theme, curse. Trash. Talking about it first, Neve. Chee. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Since <laughs> I like that you just went with that. That was just like I was well, just trying to put. Tie, you... It did tie into what I was like just saying. That's true. I yeah. just well, I was just trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> You've already done that so many times in this one episode. Um. So, tying what I was saying into curse, it's just like I'm so sorry. Just the noise that you just made. It's so funny. Okay. Anyways, um, I think that it was just like what we were talking about, like this being a metaphor for like a wrongly imprisoned person. I find it, this is like not even talking about curse anymore, but it's just something I did want to mention. I find it interesting that Rick chose to make this comparison because it is a good point and he's doing it effectively. But Greek monsters are just so hard to see. At, like this is, I feel like the first time in the book that I'm like, you successfully humanized this monster to the audience. And only because he was not a very obvious... Like, because he had, like, a nice backstory. So, does that make sense? Like, it's just tough to humanize, like, what we understand as, like, mythical, inherently evil creatures. And this is the only one in the book so far where I'm like, you definitely got across to everyone who read this. That, like, this is just a genuine... Like, a... A, 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 like being that was punished unfairly 
Mm. Everybody else, I like. I feel like we understand what Rick was trying to go for, but at the end of the day, like, the, they are monsters. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like the average reader is still gonna be like, oh, well, that's sad, but I don't care. They're monsters. So I do think it was an interesting choice to like tie in that that comparison. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. I agree and disagree with you. Slick. I I agree with the the point you're making about like it it is very hard to actually humanize these characters, especially the more like non human they are physically, mm-hmm. uh, the further away it gets from like we get from empathizing with them. Like it, the more humanoid ca- characters are easier to empathize with. Like the Hydra, you're not going to empathize with because that's your closest association for that is a lizard. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's easier for the like giants or titans mm-hmm. that are human like um, to find to see them as either bad people or good people. You're still seeing them as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I disagree with you is I do think he's. I would put Bob under the same category, and that's why I would say Dobson oh, is it fair. is it the first time he's done in this book? Yeah. Um, yeah, Bob's a weird situation though because he doesn't know. Like, there's the memory wipe aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. It like, is a holdover from another book. So yeah, but that's a good point. But like, I also find it interesting in this set of chapters with like his curse being something that he got by helping humans and still continuing to help humans. And that, I felt like, played even more into the argument. Like, see, he's just a good guy. And, like, yay. He's a peaceful, good, giant, good. Mm-hmm. But, like, it also would make sense to be like, I'm never helping a human again because yeah. I got in this situation. Yeah. And it's like, it's a... It just felt like an interesting expectation. It's like, oh, he, well, he's still doing good, so he really doesn't deserve this. It's like, okay, well, he still wouldn't deserve it even if he didn't help Percy and Annabeth. Like, yay that he did because Percy's living... And, like, it was obviously something that had to happen for the plot, but it was... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's because one of the big theme of not even just this book, but even both, even all of the Percy Jackson universe is punishment, weirdly enough. is like, mm-hmm. a huge theme. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we see it in the first book. Dionysus is punished to run Camp Half-Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we see throughout the first series... Um, like, a lot of actually the opposite of what you're talking about is that, like, people were punished by the gods and decide to turn on them. Mm-hmm. Like, like Luke, like, um, like the minor gods in yeah. Prometheus is, like, the biggest example I can yeah. think of in the first series. Um, and that then that continues throughout these books, too. Um, you have a lot of those mortal characters, like Medea and Midas, um, that, like, even, like, Medea textually is very aligned with the gods. Mm-hmm. She kills her kids to get back at Jason, but the gods support that. Like, it's because, yeah. like, he gets punished because he, he Jason breaks his marriage vow, which is technically breaking a vow with the gods, and that's why it's, why Medea doesn't get punished. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> but, like, like, it is interesting to see this overarching topic zoomed in on even more in this book and to see like different examples of like how that punishment manifests in Tartarus 
with Bob and Dom said, I already forget. I've said it so many times now that I'm it's like Dom, Domison. Domison, um, are both, uh, experiencing different forms of punishment from opposite sides. Um, but that leads them to be allies. And even, even Percy and Annabeth are experiencing forms of punishment, um, in more of like a cosmic <laughs> sense, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I just kind of agree with, I don't know. I, I guess my brain doesn't have a lot of thoughts on curse, but I'm just, I'm very much agreeing with that. Also, Annabeth just, like, impulsively being like, just come with us. Like, it, like just change yeah. it. Like, it just, like, it was a good, like, display of, like, young and naive in a sense. But it is amazing that she can still be young and naive yeah. when she's been through all of this, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it's more desperate. I don't know. She really was just like, just, like, find another one. Like, find another fate. You don't have to accept this one. Yeah. Like, you can get out of here. Get a new one. It's kind of in- impressive oh, in yeah. a lot of ways that after all she's been through, she can still believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Like, I don't know. I feel like if I were her, I'd be really resigned to my fate. And honestly, probably just like, I don't know. I We're looking at these characters in this chapter who like, despite everything, are still good people. I don't know if I'd be. Like, exactly. I don't think I'm a terrible person. But like, I don't know. If I went through all of that, I wouldn't promise that I'm a good person. Yeah. But it's like... You don't necessarily have to be, and that's what I find so compelling about like the story, like this story, and like him. I already. Oh my god, we just said it. I think it's just Domison. Domison. Um. Like still being charitable and helpful, mm-hmm. when he really doesn't have to be, you know. Yeah. It, like he really got the shortest end of the stick. Like at, like so much un- so many unfair things happened that there doesn't have like he doesn't have to continue to be good but he still does have like he still does so yeah yeah and I think that's just so huge yeah. of her I agree yeah I'm impressed with her any other thoughts on curse honestly my brain is empty but I agree with everything you guys said Yes. All right. Sass moment. Um, I don't want to get my laptop because it's on the table. Uh, <laughs> it's far. But mine is just, like, honestly, a lot, like, all of the convo between Annabeth and Donaldson at first had me laughing because I was like, girly, your boyfriend is basically dead. <laughs> this is the only dude in eternity radius that can help and you're like are you feeding him that? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it was kind of a slay though. I don't I don't think he would have helped them if she oh, if she didn't be like so so you're gonna do it. Are you and even then, good enough to do this? So he, funny that flop I honestly, boring flop. I was thinking about that as I remember too because 
she was like, and uh, there was this whole paragraph about how she like broke down why she was like willing to be like a little like audacious about it. She was like, well, if you think about it, it's the fact that if he doesn't do this, um, he will die, and it's actually very literally do or die. So I'm gonna be mean. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's very funny to me. I have two. <laughs> My first is Maonian Draken, Bob said. From Maonia. He's okay. The second is also an Annabeth Bob uh, interaction. It is, ugh, Annabeth wanted to ask if the gi- giant really used Drakenhide for toilet paper, but she decided against it. Bob, do you want to introduce us? Annabeth? <laughs> Bob patted Percy's legs. This is Percy. No, that was fantastic. It was so funny. And then Annabeth was like, you've got to get it. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That one was good. <laughs> I, I, that's just like, that's such like dad joke humor. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Big, biggest fan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, biggest fans of Bob here. Yeah, true. true. Um, who are our offerings for this week? I mean, speaking of, I am going to give my offering to Bob just because he's such a real one. He is a real one. I think, I think I give to Annabeth. That's fair. Then I will give mine to Thomason. Yeah. Got them all covered. Yeah. yeah. Except for Little Bob, but we love Little Bob. We do. We're that Bob. that goes without saying. <laughs> right, right. I'll give Bob. Little Bob a half for all of yeah. us. He's so good. Is that cheating? Yes. No. Do we make up the rules? Yes. yes. He's a little cat that just lays in Percy's back on, not in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, ooh, ooh. No, I was going to say, like, it said in the book, like, in the small of his back, but it was like, that feels weird to say. Um, but. Yeah. In the small of his back, where his Achilles yeah. curse. Oh, stop. Oh. Thing was, I don't it's remember. Literally, ao. Um, and then, who would we vote off? I actually have a strong opinion on this week, oh. and it doesn't really make sense. But I'm so, it does. But it's just, I'm voting off. <laughs> Voting off Tartarus, but please listen to what I <laughs> listen to why. No, I'm not against that. I think it's fair. Thank you. Because him and Gia set up this whole system, right? Like, like he is like all powerful, and I understand the gods are also powerful. Why would he make it that his his body is a landscape? You that really has like, been bothering you, to, huh? There has to be some other way that he could have situated this. Because it's actually so icky to think about. And they're just... Like, to think that this whole, like, sweet scene and, like, all of these chapters, like, they're just, like, on... Like, what did it have like, small intestine or something? Oh, my God. It's just so yuck. There had to be a different way to figure it out. Yeah, that is nice um. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Mine is when you said Tartarus, my brain said tartar sauce. Oh my god! I and <laughs> I hate tartar sauce. 
I watched you type that. Like, I'm like sitting behind Brayden right now because this is an auditory medium. Sitting behind Brayden and can see what he's typing on his computer, and he has the like um, votes off Google Sheet up, and I just see him type the words tartar sauce. I was like, I don't think I know what's coming. Yeah, I don't know how you ever would have guessed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel as though I have no one to vote off. Um, I know that's why I voted off tartar sauce. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, um, and on that, if we're going sauces, I hate mayonnaise. Yeah. Like, it's actually so bad and disgusting. Vote one off for mayo. If you like mayonnaise, like, don't even speak to me. Um, (laughs) Okay. I like mayo. I like an aioli. No, it's very important to me. It's disgusting. It's fine mixed with barbecue sauce. It just makes, like, heavily. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like with an aioli. Like, if you add some other flavor to mayo. Yeah. Yeah. I like mayo. I heard you. Yeah, yeah, Neve, we know you. I do. <laughs> Not like on its own. Like that'd be so fucking gross. I just want to see any. Ooh. All right. Because we're at our halfway mark through the season, we're going to do a quick update on uh, the votes off and the offerings. So votes off first. Tied for last place, we have Serephony, Hesiod, Tartarus, people who make dog movies, <laughs> Tartar Sauce, Skyron, Feet, Aries, Peanut M&M's, Neve, <laughs> Mars, Gods, and Mayonnaise. Yes. Um, tied for third worst, Octavian, Kelly, Percy, Polecat. <laughs> and in second, Jason with three. In first, Rick with six. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't know we... We said criticize. And for offerings, tied for last, we have Hecuba, Piper, Kelly, Serephony, Bob the Drag Queen, <laughs> Clarice, Frank, Arachne, Bianca, Gail, Grover, and Damazin. Um... Then with 1.5, Percy and Little Bob. Yay! Um, with 2, Nico. With 3, Bob. With 3.5, Annabeth. And tied for first with 4 each is Hazel and Reyna. Yay! That's what I like to hear. That's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to the finale of our episode. The finale of our episode. So drama. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 41 through 44 through the theme of manipulation. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Hey. Yo. See you next week. Bye.